0: Hello and welcome back to the Mega Bros Podcast. I'm Donnie.
1: And I'm Danny.
0: And Danny, today we're gonna to go through and do probably the worst thing we've ever had to do, which is recap a Patriots season that ended under five hundred and out of the playoffs.
1: It's January fifth and we're not talking about the Patriots playoff run. It it hurts. It really
0: does it really does and you know i i wanted to be like you know gosh i finally know how browns fans feel after all these years but no i don't because the browns coach just got diagnosed with covid and isn't even going to be able to coach their first playoff game in forever
1: oh yeah they're gonna brown the hell out of that game and i mean that's what they're destined to do but we're patriots fans we're destined for the playoffs they who's gonna host the tom brady invitational
0: and exactly, I mean that's—it's just disgusting that the Tom Brady Invitational is probably going to be held in Arrowhead Stadium. I mean, first of all, like, gross. The, the, the entire state of Missouri can suck it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like any of them, all of them.
0: Yep, St. Louis, Kansas City, the whole nine yards. Just all of you suck.
1: Yep, please go away forever.
0: Yep, your barbecue's not even that good.
1: No, oh, take that. Yeah, take that. Mm. But sadly, we're gonna have the, we're gonna, we're gonna try to push past that and try to look forward. It's not going to be easy, but I I do think, you know, after such a disastrous season, I can't speak for you, but I think we have some thoughts uh, on what's to come.
0: I think we absolutely do. And, you know, we'll get into the nitty gritty of it here, but I, I would say that my overall thought on this season is that from a coaching standpoint, this may have been one of Belichick's finest jobs, and that I think. He, co- he coached a talentless team, probably three or four wins above where it would have ended up. Now, to be clear, they ended up at 7-9. and nine. It's not good enough. But when you look at what they had to work with on offense, where they were integrating Cam Newton, who I, I appreciate as a player and like clearly put in the work to try to do his best here. But Cam Newton got shafted in terms of, of offensive personnel and also straight up wasn't good. There were multiple games this year where Cam Newton's leading receiver was the fucking turf. That's unacceptable for an NFL quarterback. And, you know, now to be fair, Cam added what, 11 or 12 rushing touchdowns on the ground. Like that, that was like his, he was not the only problem on offense. But, you, you know, for a team that is used to getting elevated play out of its quarterback year after year after year, Cam Newton was undeniably not successful this year.
1: I have to go a different route with Belichick, and I I know we often separate Belichick the coach versus Belichick the GM, and I I think in general that's fair. But I think we both agree the the buck stops at Belichick's desk, and I, I look at the season and think, okay, you got you pushed Tom Brady out, whether you pushed him out or he wanted to leave, we can debate that, but basically he went into the season and. I, to think that his plan was Cam Newton, I don't love it to begin with, because especially the way it happened, it sort of felt like, you know, 31 other teams had a shot at him and no one took him. Oh, let's take Cam Newton. And it didn't work.
0: And to be fair, like, Cam looked good in the first, when they were 2-1 and one and they walked into, and they were up up in their, ugh, can't talk. When they were 2-1 and and they were about to walk into Kansas City and nearly beat the Chiefs, really like, with no quarterbacks, because Brian, Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham is just, it's a nothing burger. There's nothing there. There's no talent. There's no skill. There's Those are not NFL quality passers. But that was a team that, like, Cam tore it up against Seattle. You know, they beat the Dolphins early. They, they um, you know, they really looked good those first three games of the season. And then Cam got COVID. And the whole thing really fell apart from there. Like, you saw them just, like, drop was it four games straight in the middle of the season that the Patriots don't drop four fucking games in the middle of in in, in a row at any point like it's just not something you do um and yeah I think when you talk about Belichick the GM like from a GM perspective I you can tell me that Belichick kind of planned to tank this whole year which I don't even necessarily disagree with I think that some of the things that he said you know especially like um, about like the team's cap situation, and all that. It kind of seems like this is what he planned on all year, um, but at the same time, like you, you have to look at the results. and And seven and nine is just. I mean, if you're gonna tank, then tank. If you're gonna try to win, then try to win. But like this middle ground, now you're stuck in the middle of, a, of the first round. There's like probably four or five quality passers available. So like, are you gonna be able to even get one of those? Who knows.
1: For me, I have to be consistent here because. At the beginning of the year, I did not think Belichick would be a coach that would tank. So, I so that's that's my thought going into it. And again, whether he did it or not, I don't think he would want it to. And I, I think if he was going to tank, you would play Sidum the whole year. But by you know by playing Cam, I do think he was trying to get something out of it. And uh, Cam certainly had a higher ceiling. I. I I can't necessarily forgive him for going to the season with Cam. And again, they started off good and COVID happened and that threw a huge wrench in it. But I would even, I'm going to put my negative Bruins fan hat on for this, by the way, (laughs) I would look at that and say, at the beginning of the season, I thought if there's any team that would be prepared to work in this COVID environment, it was Patriots. And they were not, they were one of the first teams to really get like a bad outbreak and, it wasn't as bad as some of the teams going forward. And I know the Steelers had a thing with it and eventually the Patriots did get out into control, but it, it almost felt like it was then an excuse for them. And it just, it kind of all spiraled down since then. And they just, they weren't the same team after that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seemed like that mid season or well, I guess it was like really like quarter season, roughly um, COVID outbreak between like um Cam and Gilmore and a few other guys that were in and out like that really seemed to be that seemed to be a, a drop like for the team I mean like for me like the the real sign that this team wasn't going to go anywhere is when they lost to the Broncos like that Broncos team is hot garbage um, Drew Locke is not a good quarterback and yet like we we couldn't do jack shit against them so you know I,
1: I, <sighs> yeah that that's the game that I have circled to and you know down the stretch there was like a lot of talk about the path and how they were going to get in and and really like the one game that i look back at and say they needed that game and, or like this is the the sign of things to come it was that broncos game because if you remember at the time they had just destroyed the raiders recently 36 to 20 and that they lost to the chiefs the next week after that that was close though and and, and you know They went into halftime, and they were right there for a field goal, and they had that bad turnover and, like, bad sacks. It just, they were close, and, you know, knowing what the Chiefs are, that, like, kind of felt like a good loss in a way. You never want to have a good loss, but you could build off of that. And then to just, and then to lose to the Broncos and get smoked by the Niners and then lose to the Bills, like, it was just right in a row, just, just three really debilitating losses, and they should have won that Broncos game
0: right i mean th- those were losses that bad teams have i mean like the broncos game w- was a game that it, 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 the broncos game was, was a game where like they they played sloppy all game and they really should have like found a way to claw it out and win at the end and they didn't and that's when you're like okay this team just doesn't this team didn't have mental toughness all year and you want to say that's because brady's gone you want to say that's because edelman was out most of the year um you know, I, I don't think that either of those are, are the wrong thing to say. Like for whatever reason, like they 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 were really missing a heart and soul type of guy. I mean, we've talked about this. Like those old Patriots dynasties had guys like you know Teddy Bruschi, Rodney Harrison, Willie McGinnis. I mean, Billy Big Willie style was the was the man, dude. You know, and Big Vince. Um, you know, you talk about like even like Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower, like guys who could you know talk shit and hit it, and you just there wasn't any of that. Like, this team sometimes just seemed almost spineless. And it, it was tough to watch because, like, you, you've got, like, there were definitely some bright spots on the team. I mean, on defense, Winovich, like, when he was on the field, was doing really well, but he was also out of the games a bunch for some reason. I don't know if he was fucking around in practice or what. Um, Uche was, was real, real quick when he was on the field. I really liked seeing him pass rushing, but, again, would love to see more. Kyle Duggar was all over the field like i i i wasn't 100 percent on that pick when they actually picked him like because you know second round db's under Belgic, yeah but i mean duggar flies around the field with those fucking dreads flying everywhere and like looks like that's part of us of an nfl freakishly athletic safety like I, i'm i i think that's a real good pick
1: yeah i mean i mean they certainly have some you know some things to look forward to that came out of the season um I, I think and and not to harp on it but I, I do think the most important thing that's gonna happen is the quarterback and I I feel like they're multiple off seasons away from and define it how you want being a contender I mean if they get I mean some of the rumors are Matt Stafford if, if we went that way and they got Stafford are they a playoff team probably they could probably be a wild card um, but I, I think one of the kind of damning things that came out of the season if you're patriots fans i think the bills are for real and i know you're in bills country so maybe you have a different view on it it's I, the worst I, I, oh it's got to be terrible i can't even imagine living there but they look like a team who has their quarterback and they're going to be probably the division leader for the next couple years maybe it falls apart i don't know but I, I don't think you can count on that um and if you're a Patriots fan. I, I path has to be through the division that's that should be your number one goal and if that's the case i, I don't like i said i think it's multiple off seasons where you get to get a quarterback you got to rebuild your offense a little bit you have players like devin mccourty and jason mccourty getting older surprisingly at the same time um you have some free agents who left you had the people that sat out for covid last year are they coming they got back hit real bad with that, you yeah. I, I, I mean there's just like so many holes you got to fill and they do have those bright spots which is good i just think there's a lot they have to fix
0: No, you're exactly right. I mean, like when you look at this team's needs, like you, the the biggest thing is you need a quarterback of the future, and I don't know who that's going to be. I, I, they are not in position to draft a uh, a top quarterback. I mean, 15th overall pick. Like you're probably talking about. There's going to be at least two or three passers off the board by then. Um, you know, I mean, do you really want to sit there and get stuck with the with the fourth best guy? I mean. We know Belichick and Casario have their own draft board, but, I mean, at the same time, like, that's a concern to me. And, you know, then you talk about bringing in a veteran guy. You mentioned Matt Stafford, who I think might not be a bad pick, but at the same time, like, you got to... If you're going to bring in a veteran quarterback, like, to me, that means that you're trying to to, to contend quickly. And that means that you think that the rest of the team has what it takes. And, uh, first of all, I don't know if I agree with that. Because you talk about this team has multiple weaknesses the offensive line is is for the most part a strength of the team um you know there's not really anyone i have any particular issues like that they need to get rid of or anything the running backs are a solid group or you know i mean they finished like 4th in rushing offense this year like they those guys can run and and i have no even even sony came on towards the end of the year and we've we've been calling him a bust since after the super bowl so but you know you need first of all they have absolutely nothing at tight end um don't don't tell me that Asiassi finally ca- finally caught a touchdown against the Jets. Like it's the fucking Jets. It so might as well be a college team. Um, yeah, Keen didn't show me anything. I, you know, and and Ryan Izzo is the type of guy who should be like your 52nd guy on the roster. Like he should not be starting at anything. Um, he, he should be a backup tight end. You know that like once a year you're like oh shit Ryan Izzo's still on this team. But
1: yeah, the track. I saw that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's he, he, he's one of those guys that like you know he, he's he shouldn't he should never be the guy, but he's a he's a real good a guy. Um, and yeah, like the in receivers are garbage. Um, Jacoby Myers might make a serviceable number two or number three. Nikhil Harry, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Nikhil Harry is a bust. Um, he can't run routes. He can't catch the ball. I would. It it pains me to say it because I was really excited about that pick because he's a he's a, supposed to be a big physical you know contested catch receiver a kind of guy that like really like uh, someone like Brady should have done real well with but for whatever reason he just doesn't have it in the NFL. Um, you
1: know you know what's so much worse about that if I can just go off on the team for a second. Absolutely. All the other receivers taken in that draft were so much better. DJ, Meg, Every Alphard, single D's one Brown, is- A.J. Brown. Like it just. It, all of them were better, and the Patriots just picked the worst one.
0: And, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this, too. I understand that the Patriots, for whatever reason, can't seem to pick receivers. Nikhil Harry was not a was not a bad pick at that round. Like, like, there were a lot of... I mean, first of all, we all thought that DK Metcalf couldn't run anything but, like, one fucking route because that's all he ran in college. Well, it turns out that DK Metcalf is a fucking Terminator, and we just didn't realize that. I mean, Yeah yeah but
1: (laughs) and and even for Nikhil Harry I was willing to hold out that you know Brady didn't want to work with a young guy and it was just stunting his growth and it wasn't fair but when Cam came in and and maybe it's Cam's fault who knows but Cam you know took the time to say like nope, this is going to be my guy I have to make it work and I mean if you told me Nikhil Harry didn't play a single game I'd believe you because he didn't do shit
0: Nikhil Harry finished with fewer um, receiving yards than Julian Edelman did in six more games.
1: Yeah, that that should tell you all you need to know about him.
0: Yeah, I look if if Harry comes on this year somehow and like finally breaks out. Sure, but I mean it. It also comes down to I, I like I kind of blame I blame Belichick and McDaniel's for this too. Like I don't actually think it's necessarily Nikhil's fault because every single other fucking receiver that comes out of college can catch 50 60 70 balls get your you know six seven eight hundred yards and you know get it done on the field as soon as they get in but you come to the patriots and nobody can figure out how to catch a fucking ball i mean at some point i understand that you've got this you know very complicated very intelligent offense that you know attacks the opponent's weaknesses in a systematic way well you know at some point it's throw the fucking ball catch the fucking ball score touchdowns it's not it should not be that complicated
1: if your offense is so complicated that no one can understand it, then it's not good. I, I mean, you had the GOAT, the mo- like one of the most cerebral quarterbacks ever running that offense. Of course, he can make it work. And you needed, you know, good receivers who could do it. But even outside of that, even if you still had Tom Brady, if people, especially receivers, can't come in and learn the offense, I mean, one or two, maybe it's their fault, but every receiver, it's like, all right maybe you've got to change something. you got to make it, you got to dumb it down a little bit. you got to, you know, pick plays that they'll understand and just go, whatever you have to do, it's obviously not working because no one can learn the offense and no one can thrive in it. That doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work.
0: Right. I mean, the only receivers they've ever had that really came in and did, like, good to great are Dion Branch, Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, and, that's about it. Yeah. Like that's it, y- in 20 years, they've had four receivers that you could consider above average. And and like, one of you, them that's is, not acceptable.
1: And one of them might be the best receiver of all time in Randy Moss. He was a freak athlete, so of, of course. But, yeah. Randy Moss
0: good. is literally the only guy that you can bring up in, a, in an argument about Jerry Rice. Literally yep. the only guy. Yep. And I don't think you can win the argument by like, like, like let's just before we <laughs> get into that particular section of weeds.
1: Jerry Rice is the greatest
0: receiver of all time. Like, let's not... Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I I love me some Randy Moss, and he's my favorite receiver of all time. But Jerry Rice. I mean, Jerry fucking Rice.
1: Jerry Rice, and I do put a premium on rings, and sorry, Randy. You don't got one.
0: Oh, God, I would have loved to get Randy. Okay, we are getting way off track here. But getting back to the coaching staff here, I mean, I can't really... I mean... (laughs) Offensively speaking, I I feel like McDaniels has turned into exactly what Adam Gase is. Um, And that might be some damning praise, but, you know... (laughs) The The truth is here, like, Josh McDaniels made a lot of money over the years by coaching Tom Brady and doing Tom Brady stuff. And josh mcdaniels had a chance this year to really show the fuck off because let's be real like they haven't had a mobile quarterback in the last 20 years so theoretically there's all kinds of shit you can do with that there's all kinds of shit that cam should be able to do that and what did we see we saw like 1920 single wing football there was nothing exciting about that there was like like this was josh McDaniels' whole idea of 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 an offense this year was to, you know, run a fucking sweep on third and eight. You know, like, it, it just, it was not good.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I was a real disappointment is when they did bring in Cam Newton, and I, I thought McDaniels, who drafted Tebow, which is not a compliment anyway, but... No, it's not. Someone who's, like, looking at that type of quarterback who can't throw, I thought they would maybe mold the offense a little bit closer to what he could do and and maybe you know try something different or adapt to it but it it felt like from the beginning they tried to force cam newton into their offense without changing and then towards the end they just said well we can't pass so let's just run all the time it just it never felt like they schemed a game that would work for newton and and maybe they did and newton sucked at it like you know you can blame whoever you want on there but I, I don't think anyone escapes blame necessarily in that in that situation. I mean, Cam Newton couldn't run the offense, and I don't think Josh McDaniels could coach him to run it.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, when it comes down to, like, me, I'm going to blame the coaches over the players because every year in the NFL you see absolute moron coaches manage to get, like, the absolute best out of, out of good to great players. Like, you know... So, if morons can do this, then why can't, you know, the, the supposed offensive savant like Josh McDaniels figure it out? Like, I, I, to me, I, I, McDaniels is a huge disappointment this year, I, and, and just and like I said, I, I liken him to Adam Gase, where, like, Adam Gase seemed like a brilliant offensive mind, because, you know, he made Peyton Manning get that huge season, and then, oh, he managed to get Jay Cutler to not throw a shitload of picks one year, like, you know, he looked like a fucking wizard for a minute, then he actually went and coached people, and you're like, oh. He bad.
1: Yeah, and McDaniel's has that same kind of stank on him. I mean, he had, of course, he had Tom Brady. Of course, any offense that has Tom Brady in it is going to be good, and he could call those dumb plays and he could get away with those terrible screen passes because Brady would always make that one third down that no one else can make, and everything that you did before that gets erased. So he has that going for him, and if you look at his time in Denver, McDaniel's, it was really terrible. So I we've talked about him a couple times. I would be done with McDaniels. If he gets an offer somewhere else, make sure you lock the plane door this time. Don't let him get off that plane, go to Indy, go to anywhere else. I-, I would like to see what this team looks like with a different offensive coordinator.
0: I had absolutely wished that he had gone to Indy a couple years ago. Like I, I understand that Colts fans were like angry about it, but so were- so was I, it might be the only time in my life I've agreed with Colts fans about anything. Um, I have never been a big Josh McDaniels fan. Like, even even when they were setting records in, in 2007, like, I, I, you know, he got real uncreative towards the end of the year. Like, he is not. I, I just, I, I definitely agree with you that I think that Brady makes him look a lot better than he actually is. He's just, you know, he, it's really easy to, to draw up everything when you, when you've got like literally the greatest quarterback of all time. So. But I mean, getting back to the, to the overall game here. I mean, this this year it was a disappointment. Um, I really do think this team finished with more wins than it should have. Um, like like the talent that I saw on this team is not a seven win team. That's like a four or five win team, really at best <laughs> in, in my eyes. Um, there are some bright spots. I, I thought the rushing offense was good. The passing the passing defense was good. JC Jackson came up with nine interceptions this year. I mean. Um, Reminds me a lot of Asante Samuel, where like you could put him on, your, on the number one guy and he's going to get torched a bunch of times. Like yeah, he's going to get your picks, but um, he's really much more of a ball hawk than than some of the other corners they've had come through here. But i I, I enjoyed have, I enjoyed having him out there. I feel like he did a pretty good job overall. Um, that rush defense though is garbage, though hot garbage.
1: Yeah, J. C. Jackson, someone who you know I, I want on the team going forward. But yeah, they they didn't get any pressure on the quarterbacks at all this year and. And this is why it kind of is tough for them to rebuild and why they're going to need that multiple, you know, offseason approach, because if you want a premium pass rusher, you have to take them up high. But if you want a good quarterback, there's, you know, generally you have to do the same. You can get that diamond in the rough, like maybe second or third round, or if you can manage to get like a veteran quarterback who can kind of, you know, hold the water while you're, you're drafting the next guy, sure. But you know premium pass rushers don't grow on trees you do have to spend you know good capital on them to get so can they get one this year i don't know um i'll be honest with you i don't really watch college football or follow the draft so it's like one whole thing that i don't I'm more of a hindsight guy. I can yep. judge it after it happens, and I can tell, I can tell you if it was a bad pick. I'm not going to tell you at the time how I feel about it, but I'll definitely judge it afterwards. Yeah, I mean,
0: and and I'll I'll handle that side of things for you. No worries. That's how we do it every year. But uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, the the big to me to me like the big thing. You look at this team and the way they're constructed right now. Like your big your big areas are of need are the most expensive ones. I mean, you need a quarterback. You need two you need two receivers like you don't even just like like for the last couple of years there has been this rumor that they're gonna trade for julio jones aj green you know insert top tier receiver here um i don't think that would be enough at this point like you, you need a top tier receiver you need a, like a secondary receiver honestly like again i think if you end up with jo- jacoby myers as your number three receiver then you're in a good spot and you need a tight end um which again don't grow on trees but also, like you need a new front seven. Like you need a big run-stuffing tackle. I don't. I, I don't know how much guy has left in his tank. Um, they had no pass rush this year. Like Wino and Uche like really seemed to come on towards the end of the year, but they got no production out of the defensive end spot. I mean, you had Dietrich Wise and a bunch of Jags, and Wise is pretty much a Jag at this point in his career too. I mean, there's just no. There was no production. Um, yeah, I, I, like the front seven just needs to be retooled. And, and part of that, too, is like, you know, granted, they got hit really hard in the offseason, losing Collins and Van Noy to free agency. Um, Hightower to, opting out to COVID. Patrick Chung opting out to COVID, too, really fucked them up because, you know, he is basically like a fourth linebacker for them. So it's. I agree with you that I think they're going to need really like multiple pieces to get back to a contender. And. You know, I, I just don't want to see them half acid either. You go out and, like, they have a lot of ca- a cap space this season. Like, the only, I think, the only people with more cap space than them are the Jaguars and the Colts. Um, and, I mean, not for nothing. I, I, every year, year that the Jaguars get it themselves into this position, people are like, oh, wow, the Jaguars, what a great spot. They can rebuild, and they're going to be so great once they get everything figured out. You wanna know how long they've been saying that for? The last 24 years, when they were an expansion team. The Jaguars will never figure it out. Like
1: <laughs> If I take if I take off my negativity hat for a second and I put on my Patriots footy pajamas, which have holes in them and they're at the bottom of the, the tamper. So let's you know pump the brakes a little bit. But what I would say is the last time the Patriots had an embarrassing loss or season, was 06, and we all know what 07 turned into. They went crazy in free agency, they brought in the best receiver they could have at the time, they set all sorts of records. I think this season probably amounts to some kind of embarrassment to Belichick on that level. I mean, he cannot be happy with how the team performed. Uh, you, You know, at this point, the entire team is on him, coaching, drafting, GM, everything, it's him. So when the team does bad, you have to look at Belichick. And especially, like, some of the reports that came out you know, recently that he makes somewhere in the, the neighborhood of 25 to $29 million a year. That,
0: I can't believe it's only that much. Uh,
1: that, and, and even that, that's an insane amount for a coach. He deserves it. I would give it to him. But, you know, if you're going to be the highest coach in any sport, highest paid coach in any sport, you've got to deserve it. you got to earn it. So if, if you want to, you know, try to put a positive spin on it, maybe that likes a fighter under his ass for this offseason and he does go out and sign those big receivers and he he managed to make a trade for like a quarterback who can get them through because it, i i do think quarterbacks the most important of all of the positions and it's going to be a project i think you need to get that veteran i think you need to draft a kid and maybe take a flyer on a guy like if you bring in three quarterbacks this year i don't think it's a bad thing but you know does he have that motivation now to prove to everyone else that I don't need Tom Brady. I can do this.
0: I mean, first of all, I do think he has that motivation. And I, I'm not even sure that he looks at it as, can I do this with or without Tom Brady? I, you know, Belichick is on a different level of existence than the rest of us. Let's put it that way. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the whole, um, you know, is Bill worth the money and all that? I Like, to me, like, I... There is no question. There's no one else in this league I want coaching this team going forward. Um, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer, too, in the five-year rule in that, you know, if you win a championship, you know, that, that basically gives you a five-year window of, you know, not necessarily complete and total immunity, but, like, you know, okay, let's not second-guess everything here.
1: Even Doug um, Peterson
0: I mean, well, to see that. No, that's the thing, though. Doug Peterson just blatantly tanked on national television. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> the funniest thing to me is that Chris Collinsworth is somehow in trouble for pointing that out. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't like Chris Collinsworth either, but I mean, you gotta call it like you see it, and we all saw
1: it. Oh yeah. Now,
0: granted, it fucked over the Giants, which is always a plus.
1: Yeah, I'll take. I'm not. I'm not against that.
0: Yeah, no. I was explaining this to uh, I was explaining this to a guy I work with the other day. It's like, okay, you know, being a Boston sports fan, there's a hierarchy of people we hate. First of all, we hate New York. Then, yep. right under that, it's we hate LA. And then, right under that, it's any Pennsylvania team, but especially Philly.
1: Oh fuck them. Uh, yeah, if you're any, if you're if you're a New York team, like I mean, you can't lose enough for me.
0: Right, and now now granted, when it comes to hockey, Montreal jumps up in there as oh, well, yeah. like somewhere between that one and two spot, but. <laughs>
1: Ugh, got my blood boiling
0: Ugh, The worst Terrible I love poutine um, But yeah I mean When it comes to Belichick I, I think like To me Like there's two paths Forward with this team Either you Go the hard reset And you draft A young quarterback um, This year Or You Really just try to Push through it Bring in a veteran and, and sign a bunch of guys And just try to Make Basically make up A new team on the fly um, what do I think they should do? <laughs> to me, the smart thing to do would be to package Gilmore, move up in the first round, and draft. Uh, you know, they're not going to be able to get Justin Fields or, or Trevor Lawrence, who are the top, like, one-two quarterbacks. Like, that, that's going to be a one-two punch at the top, like, you know, um, when Andrew Luck and James Winston were one-twos there. Um, or no, Angel Luck and RG three. My bad. I'm thinking Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. Got them mixed up, but you know that's those two. Those those two guys are gonna go in the top two. You're not moving in, in there because the Jaguars and the Jets are not trading those picks.
1: But no, especially not to you.
0: Right, but I, I, there's there's another two or three guys after that that really are like top ten worthy. So if the, if they if they move up, grab one of those and sign you know, or trade for high quality receivers and tight end you know basically like give a rookie a chance to work with nfl quality players and get them and you know get his bearings like that i mean like you look at like what these rookie quarterbacks that have done really well look like and it's guys like deshaun watson or patrick Mahomes who come in with high talent squads you know they're not coming in and throwing to to you know guys off the street like cam newton was last year um, so if you I, to me if you surround them with that kind of talent then i think like that's that's like definitely one path to go on I, I the only other thing i can think of really for that belichick might do is instead just focus on retooling the defense like sign a bunch of you know veteran-ish guys and maybe try to develop like a third or fourth rounder at quarterback i think that's the wrong thing to do personally i i I mean the only quarterback they've ever developed that turned into anything that wasn't brady was jimmy garoppolo and I, we've talked about this off air i am not a fan of jimmy i don't think that's a guy that's going to win you a super bowl um so to me like like wasting a later round pick or a mid-round pick on a quarterback and thinking you're going to just turn that guy into the guy eventually like no quarterbacks don't grow in trees you can't just you know plant them in the ground and they and they turn into you know the something nice and great later on you know but hell like (laughs) here's the other thing maybe you just sign ryan fitzpatrick and just let him do his fucking thing
1: yeah and I, I agree with you. I think they have, like, kind of two main approaches here, and I hope what they do is um, they draft the young guy. Because, like you said, they, they could draft the young guy and do a hard rebuild, or they could try to, you know, piece together some kind of team and, and see where they go with, like, a veteran quarterback. My preference, especially with, you know, how the Bills play this year and potentially being good going forward, I do think you got to take that hard reset route. Um, I, I think... If you want to attempt to put a, you know, a foot in both sides here, you draft a quarterback high, a good quarterback in the first round. Like none of those reaches in the third and fourth. Like maybe we'll develop them. Target talent, get talent in here, and give it to Bill. Let him sit for a year if you have to. Maybe throw him right out there. Just, just give him time in the system, and then you do retool that defense. You find a tight end. You find a receiver. You, you bring in this talent. So two years from now. You can kind of look back at it and say like okay we got a young mix let's bring in a couple more veterans that's when you really strike in free agency um if they go the other route and try to bring in our veteran and try to win i'd be less inclined for that just because i don't i don't think they will even with i mean you know if brady came back they're not winning a super bowl i don't think so there's no don't
0: don't count him out i i I
1: wouldn't (laughs) oh no no (laughs) right i would not bet against him but just to look at it right now i would say you're probably not going to win it. So anyone else they bring in below that, which is everyone, um, I, I don't think you can count on it. So I do I do hope that they look at this draft as a chance to get a young quarterback with talent. And I think that's really my the number one thing on my wish list.
0: Yeah, if they don't have a quarterback, and the other thing too, I mean, you talk about them having a shitload of cap space going forward, and there's there's a reasonable chance that like one or both mccourty's retire um i've heard things about patrick chung and Mar- marcus cannon retiring i've heard about hightower possibly even retiring which i would be surprised at but at the same time like he's actually been in the league for almost 10 years now so you never know um to me like i i guess like when it comes down to it like in conclusion really like this was not a good season this was a disappointing season i if you wanted to really put on your belichick footy pajamas and say that this was the result of kind of you know passing the buck for the last five six years and trying to maximize brady's window before he left i i don't think that's out of the question but at the same time, like you are very clearly not in a great position team-wise. Now, cap-wise, yes, but you gotta figure out like you got you have the money, now you gotta spend it right. And to me, none of this makes any difference unless you have the quarterback. So there's a few different guys available. Gun to my head, I say trade up, find a find a young guy and build the team from 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 there out. Um, you let you, you figure out how to get how to get the young guy through that, and you get him a receiver or two. You get him a decent tight end that can um, bail you out on a on a bad play. And the other thing to keep in mind too, for you know, we kind we kind of mentioned earlier that you know Belichick might have screwed up some of this whole COVID thing and like really didn't get a chance to take advantage of what should have been something that played to his strengths. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that, but like a, a, it's it's a thought process. The, the salary cap this year is going to go down. There are teams like the Saints are somehow like ninety million dollars over the cap right now. If you look at it, yeah, it's it's insane. Like they're, like there's twenty five million coming off the cap, and the Patriots are still sixty million under. Um, there is a competitive advantage there. There is a reasonable thought process here that Belichick, who we all know, Trader Bill loves to get in there, get people's players, get people's picks. There's a reasonable chance Belichick can make some good deals on the chief this year. So, I'm very interested to see where that goes. Um I don't think this team is a lost cause, but this is an this is a pivotal a pivotal offseason.
1: If I look at the 2020 season, it's a failure. They didn't have a transition to quarterback and that was the most important thing they needed. They didn't do it. Failure. You want to give them uh incomplete because, you know, there's still time, sure, but 2020 is a failure uh going forward they do need to get that quarterback if any team could pull it out of their ass and be a contender next year it's bill and and for the reasons that we mentioned they have so much salary cap space that they could buy a team and you know bill's good at finding those random you know diamonds in the rough and coaching them up so Again, I don't put my money on it. But if anyone could make 2021 a success after this, it's Bill. But I think they need to draft a young quarterback and start building up for two or three years from now, where you finally compete again
0: and get rid of Josh McDaniels. Like I, I, I just want, I just want McDaniels out, honestly. But I mean,
1: yeah, I, I'm done with McDaniels. I don't. I just, I hope he gets that coaching job. I don't care where he goes. I don't care what he does. I just would prefer him to be gone.
0: Send him to the Falcons. Let him work with Matt Ryan or something. I mean, you know, not shit. Who cares? Like, just get out. Yep, not me. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've got in-house. I mean, you know, Belichick likes to keep his own guys, but, you know, I mean, that being said, it, it's been it's been a hell of a season. 2020 was a shit year. Um, we all know that. And uh, hopefully 21 turns out a lot better, but we'll have to We'll have to check in after free agency in the draft and see where this team's at. So, It's been a shit year. I'm Donnie.
1: And I'm Shit Danny. <laughs> shit, we're done.